Welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph. Well, hello there, and thank you for the introduction. I'm glad that you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us. All around the world, we are truly honored and blessed. We're so uh, wide of an audience. I certainly hope and pray all is well with you. As uh, here in the United States, we are celebrating Thanksgiving. And today, I would normally talk about something being thankful for, and but this is kind of a different uh, podcast for me to really sit here and try to think of how I really wanted to address uh, this issue. And we're going to get into that here in just a moment. Uh, I, I want to really encourage you to pray for this podcast. I think uh, prayer is very important, uh, that I could always find the, uh, the way time, obviously, is a big factor for most of us in the Western world. But just to be able to bring you a weekly podcast that the Holy Spirit is really truly guiding me and uh, based off of the Word of God and uh, that you can get something positive out of it, something to reflect on your spiritual walk as well, to help all of us uh, improve and have a deeper desire uh, for God. And so... I want to talk about how the devil's eyes are really, uh, he's always looking at us. He hates us with the, the hatred that you and I probably really cannot imagine. We're, we're created in God's image. And according to the Bible, we, we are really the only thing in God's creation that is truly made in his image. Now, God, obviously, uh, very clearly, uh, Scripture lays out that He created everything seen and unseen. And so, whether I know about it or not, if I can see it or not, uh, God has created it. Of course, uh, there's a lot of issue here with some uh, groups of uh, Christian sects, denominations, uh, however you want to look at it or word it, but... Uh, that believe there, we have three gods that we worship, and really we only worship one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, your Lord is one. Jesus would stress this as well. He would quote that from from uh, the conversation with Moses. And, and so, but there's this hatred that, uh, and it, it's it's just never going to end uh, from from the devil. And and so to me, it is really, it's incredible uh, to have people who claim to be Christian, uh, consider themselves to be Christian, and that somehow they, they can call the, uh, themselves all of these wonderful things, but yet deny the existence uh, of the devil. And really, the word Satan is really a fairly new word, uh, in our vocabulary, and it's attached to uh, the devil, uh, the the uh, the evil one uh, is more of an ancient term used to describe uh, the devil, 
And but to deny the reality of sin, denying the reality of the risk that one might lose one's salvation because of sin, these are things that are just beyond anything that has to do with so many people's personal experiences. They, and I know there's groups out there that teach once saved, always saved, and I have a lot of those folks that listen uh, to this podcast. Uh, and so my intention is not to personally attack them, but this idea on this particular subject while I'm on it, it's fairly new in the so-called Christian uh, teaching circles. Uh, this has not been the teaching dating clear back into the uh, second, third century writings that we can find with the church fathers. They did not teach that. They did not believe that. And yet, I, I have seen so many uh, messages that come in through uh, the email that really are, are abusive and their comments. Uh, now, I say that, but I also want to make very clear, I have a lot more positive than I have negative, and I'm not soliciting for either one. Although I do appreciate positive comments, just like you would in your, in your walk with Christ or at your employer or whatever. Uh, and I'm not talking about constructive criticism. But again, I constantly receive these type of responses uh, from time to time, I should say, that are clearly intended. I think they're from honest people that call themselves Christians but yet at the same time, somehow, just because they claim that they believe in Christ, they, they don't believe that sin ever touches them anymore. And they can keep on sinning, but somehow uh, some sort of magic happens that doesn't seem to affect them anymore, that sin doesn't bother them. And this is really such a dynamic lie. Uh, we all continue to sin, even though we claim to be Christian. We've been baptized. We're, we're walking by faith. Um, and all of this uh, type of thoughts and processes, the fact of the matter is uh, sin will always be around us, and we will fall. Uh, we just, we will. And again, this is such a lie. This is, a, I think, a dynamic temptation is like saying that that you're a follower of Christ in the sense that you are uh, in your armchair, you're comfortable at home, and, and you watch uh, Christ's life unfold on your TV screen, and yet you're a follower of His because you see Him, uh, and then the very next episode, that's not really what following Christ really means. I mean, you can't be sitting at home on your couch all the time. I'm not against sitting on the couch or in the chair and relaxing, because I believe Jesus obviously did those type of things as well. But following Christ means uh, so much more than that. Christ asks us that we follow him in this spiritual battle, a battle against whom it is not against our own flesh and blood, 
and we can get that from the gospel accounts. It's not a battle against God himself. We might wrestle with God, as we talked in a previous uh, podcast last week, uh, in prayer, and, and this idea to able uh, align ourselves more in line with, with God and, and his word and his desire for us. But this idea that we... We want Christ to help us defeat everything that is evil, everything that has fallen uh, in us, so that everything good that he has planted in us through his spirit would become uh, good fruit. And people would see this idea Jesus would talk about on the Sermon on the Mount. uh, Let your light shine before men. And... You know, so many people who claim to be Christian, you would never know this. Uh, and I'm trying really hard not to pick on coworkers. It doesn't seem to matter where I have worked. Uh, they they claim to be Christian, but they say, well, the minute they clock in, they leave all that at the door type of attitude and thought process. And no, uh, I don't. that's not true, again. Uh, We're not bringing forth that fruit. How are you supposed to bring others to Christ, teach them the truth of the gospel? Uh, When you talk worse than the sailor, you lie, you steal, you cheat uh, your employer. And the people who uh, are your management team lie, steal, and cheat you you as the employee. Uh, No, uh, that's just not the way Christians are to function and work. So then... Uh, listeners, I I think this battle is against uh, the devil. It's not you know necessarily against each other, but we allow the devil uh, to use us and for the different purposes that God does not intend. For what purpose is it not to defeat sin and to allow these seeds of, of virtue by God's grace, uh, completely by God's grace? It needs to flourish in us, and we have a lot more in common uh, than it looks like, and that is that we all uh, have temptation in our life. We all have sin in our life. And to say that you're immune to it, um, I don't find that anywhere in the Scripture. I think uh, this is the risk that uh, we have if you think that you are or that strong, I would look, I, I don't think Judas really believed that he was doing anything sinful or wrong. Um, you know, he was a thief, stealing out of uh, the donations that Jesus and the apostles would receive. And, uh, you know, he he d- turns Jesus over for 30 pieces of silver. You know, I don't know that he really saw all his sin or thought it as a sin as he's going through that. And again, uh, this idea that we cannot lose our salvation is really a new thing, especially in American culture in the last hundred years or so. Uh, most people, you know, if you look at Luther, they he would not even be... Um, enough uh, denominational type person. Uh, if they really would look at his writings and really study Luther, uh, he would talk about the sin and the flesh is weak, and he would sound a lot more 
uh, Orthodox, uh, Catholic uh, type of, of teachings and beliefs than he did as far as Protestant would go. Yes, he brings about uh, some changes that you and I uh, would know now that has trickled into this denominational uh, world. But again, I really think that we can lose our salvation. Is it easy to lose it? Uh, I don't think it's easy, but God has this idea of free will. And I, I want us to get this idea. Here is God. He creates humanity uh, from the beginning. Uh, he creates the angels. And, and that we know from this creation can misuse the freedom that God gave us in, in order uh, to do God's will for us with our salvation. Uh, we see that the angels... Uh, they had this freedom as well, uh, free will, and look what they did with it. Uh, they are no longer in heaven. I mean, they have been cast out. These uh, angelic-type beings uh, is how the devil and the fallen angels got to exist. We, we see that in uh, our, our very uh, first early church readings. Uh, what about Adam and Eve, the descendants? We, we see that they were made uh, free from sin, and yet here they fall as well. You can see it everywhere in creation, that the devil is really present pretty much everywhere. There's evil everywhere in this world, but yet here Christ calls us to, to let this evil, uh, to leave it behind. I mean, Jesus talks about example. The narrow path and picking up our cross and following him. He, Jesus talks about denying ourselves and, and really to um, not have this desire for sin in, in, in our own way. It's supposed to be uh, God's way. We need to have our lives in this world. Uh, no, we need to have it. Uh, in God's kingdom. So, again, this idea that uh, Jesus talks about this constant battle. He talks about uh, the need to keep watch, to, to repent, to, you know, I, I know we don't talk a lot about it uh, in today's Christian world, but what about fasting? I mean, this is something that uh, is discussed in the gospel accounts. Why do we not teach that? You know, fasting and prayer, I think they, they really need uh, to go together, uh, like peanut butter and jelly or whatever your two favorite things might be. And so we are to keep watch. We are to be prepared and, and watch out for the schemes of the devil. We need to break free of the grip that sin and the devil has now gotten a hold of us in order uh, to move forward towards Christ. Now, listeners, don't, don't think I, I, I want to allow this lie of the devil uh, because saying that he doesn't exist and that's becoming a, a common teaching. I think it's an older teaching. When I say older, 
30 years or so ago, and it kind of faded away, and I think it's starting to come back. But this idea that sin, sin does not exist uh, no matter what. And you need to be careful that we're not compromising our salvation. If God's teaching, His Word, is that we need to go through this life in order to oppose sin and the devil, uh, to accept God's teaching, then God is saying there is something out there besides righteousness, goodness, holiness, pureness. Uh, God is saying there is an element out there um, I mean, look at, at, if you look in the book of Genesis, here is Cain and, and Abel, the we first recorded uh, murder, and God goes to Cain and says, where's your brother? You know, am I my brother's keeper? And God would go on and tell uh, Cain, sin is crotching at the door, and its desire is for you. It wants to consume you, in other words. It, it wants to take over your life. And so we need to understand that there is sin issues. There is a devil, and his teaching will do everything he can to deceive you, to lead you away from the truth and the righteousness of the Holy Spirit in His Word, uh, the one who, who gave us the breath, who created us out of love in His image, who is teaching us to, to oppose this evil, sinful uh, destruction that's out there uh, of hatred. Uh, and beyond all of that, to be silent is, and being intentional uh, that these things do not exist is a false teaching. It's, for example, I, I mean, Joe Olstein. I'm just going to flat say it. Joe Olstein is a, is a person who uh, will talk for an hour on no end, and he will never really once really quote Scripture. If he does, it's kind of an afterthought. And, you know, he just has this great smile. He's a great used car salesman, and he sells a bill of goods. And he will tell you that God loves everybody. Well, that's true. He does love everybody, and he died for all the sins of the world. But there, there's conditions here. And we need to understand that the plan of the devil is to get uh, us out of the hands of Christ. Uh, he's pushing us into this disobedience, pushing us into ignoring all the warnings that God has given us uh, from Adam to Eve and, and all the way really in, into present day time. Beyond it all, the devil, uh, with the same techniques that he's used from the very beginning, first he hides himself. Uh, he hides himself in, in many different ways. Uh, you know, Peter talks to him about, you know, disguising himself as an angel of light. I mean, look in the garden. He, he disguised himself as a snake. Now, I think that's more of a metaphor uh, because we would say things like, the, uh, my grandfather would say, uh, that guy's a snake in the grass. Well, 
means he's a no good guy. You know, he's he's out to destroy you. Uh, he's out to deceive you, steal from you, whatever. He those kind of people we would not trust. And so he did this with Adam and Eve in the garden. He he disguised himself. Uh, just like uh, Christ warns us, but he will not hide himself from us. He wants us to see him. He is the light of the world. You know, this idea of light in dark is another example. Uh, you know, just because you said a prayer, just because uh, you went through baptism or uh, got wet in the baptistry, and there's so much more than just these things. Nothing wrong with prayer. And baptism, I believe, is a command. Uh, prayer is a command. But just because we have done those particular acts uh, once in our lives or twice in our lives, uh, we doesn't necessarily mean that we're walking in the light. We, this great deception. You know, uh, we have this idea that the devil's going to whisper sweetly into our ears exactly what we want to hear. Uh, and he's going to, you know, that sweet nothings type of idea that uh, a lover might whisper into uh, their lover's ears uh, to arouse them and to get them into... Uh, that relationship and to ignore all others. Now, I'm not saying those are necessarily bad things within the marriage bed between a man and a woman, but this is the deception here as well. Saying that two people of the same sex can love each other and be in marriage, you know, and it's okay. God loves them. They'll never uh, be punished for that. They, they will never have to worry. And that's just simply not true. Can they repent and come out of this and, and be a faithful person to Christ and gain their uh, free gift of salvation? Absolutely. Uh, so God is a God of love, and he is so overwhelmingly willing to forgive us, but we need to be careful in saying that sin doesn't matter because if sin is not a big deal, then Jesus needs to ask for an apology. I mean, why have a cross? Why go through the pain and the suffering that he would go through if sin was not a big deal? Uh, we need to be able to confess Christ with our lips and, and proclaim him uh, to be our king, to help us and lead us away of life of sinfulness. And, and to confess that and acknowledge that you are a sinner, have faith in him, I think are very important things. You know, Adam and Eve, they, they go through their eyes, and, you know, Adam and Eve, they, they heard God speak. They, they heard him walking in the garden. Uh, they, they had more than just faith. I mean, they were very much aware of God's existence. And yet, uh, by this advice from the devil... Uh, the opposing one, they received the advice that uh, God hates you. Uh, he's keeping something from you. I mean, read Genesis, the first three chapters. It won't take you but 10 minutes, and you'll get that picture pretty quickly. God's, God doesn't really love you. He's lying to you. 
because he doesn't want you to eat this tree. He doesn't want you to have this fruit. You know, and so they fell from paradise and because the devil uh, told them something that wasn't what God had told them. God did tell them uh, that they were not to eat from the tree. But, you know, here comes the devil and says, oh, no, uh, that's not true. Okay? I mean, Eve even really kind of adds a little words to it by saying we're not supposed to touch it. Well, God doesn't never say not to touch it, uh, although it's probably smart just to leave it alone and walk away from it. You know? And so, again, this idea that you're going to become godlike. And so, yes, listeners, the, the hope is that everything will be forgiven, And God, indeed, he's great enough to forgive, and he's loving enough to do that and to erase away all of our sins or the whole world. But that is something that we we pray about, something that we ask for, something that we struggle for, uh, something that uh, we expect and and hope uh, as a gift, and, and that it's just something that, Example, let me, let me slow down here just a little bit. Baptism is an act of faith. And I know I've got uh, listeners out there that say, no, it's a work, and I will disagree. Baptism, uh, when you walk into the baptistry, you are saying, God, uh, I am trusting in you. I believe what you have told me uh, of the act of baptism that I will receive the Holy Spirit, I will receive the forgiveness of sins, and I will be saved. Okay, those are promises that Jesus gives in in Mark chapter 16, uh, as well as the day of Pentecost. Peter will say those very type of words. And so, baptism, I believe, is a command. To obey is not an act, it's not a work. We are to obey the Word of God. We need to... Be careful, though, how hard that we try to, to hit home with things on, on this subject, I think. Uh, I want to tell you because I love you and I want you to go to heaven. Uh, I'm not telling this to beat you up in the denomination that you have grown up in or love or whatever. I want all people, just like Jesus, I want everyone to be able to have this beautiful gift of salvation you know our our own sinfulness is what the devil does and that he he offers us this uh this release i guess but it's not really his offer uh, that places us in this idea of uh, being with god for all eternity what he really offers is uh, the sentence and the pains of hell and we need to understand God's Word better. I I really believe if people would truly study the Word of God for themselves, read it over and over and over again, and study it for themselves, um, I think we all would be so much better off. And God does love us. Uh, He wants us to serve Christ. He wants us to follow Christ. what Christ has to tell us. He's, you know, Jesus came here um, to, to tell us what the Father had in mind for us. 
the good news, the gospel message, uh, the obedience to uh, the Word of God. I mean, think about this angle for a minute, if you would, please. How many drug dealers tell the people that come up to their car and buy cocaine or marijuana or whatever that this is really fine, it's not illegal, it's not going to put you in jail, uh, it's not going to destroy your life? And how many people do we know, if we're honest, that have their lives destroyed, lost their families, their spouses, and their homes because of, of drugs and alcohol uh, type situation? I mean, that drug dealer, if he was honest, um, he wouldn't, uh, he would say, hey, this stuff is really addictive, it's really bad for you, and if you keep buying from me eventually, uh, you're going to to die. I mean, overdoses. I mean, look at all this fentanyl that's coming in through our southern borders, uh, made in China, okay? And so, telling us, uh, example, my parents, they always tried their very best to guide us children growing up the things to stay away from. They wanted us to live long, healthy, and prosperous type uh, lives. They, you know, and when these kids today say, well, that's all old-fashioned. Um, my parents really don't understand me. Well, you know, the older I got, the more I understand it, especially my father. I uh, understood me as a boy growing up because he was a boy once. He knew the pitfalls in his uh, parents did the same thing. They tr they did their best to raise them, uh, their children, my dad and aunts and uncles, to to be uh, godly type people, productive members of society, and to have long and prosperity type of lives. And if we ignore our parents' lives, how many people are in jail? How many people have died from overdoses? Uh, you know, the list goes on and on. And this is the same thing. Life is so much better if we listen to what God has promised us. He's promised us freedom, and God has given us that freedom through Christ. Galatians chapter 1, you know, Paul talks about for freedom Christ died. The devil wants us to be forever in chains. God wants us to be forever forgiven. And you know, and the devil uh, doesn't want us to, and allow us to uh, have the true God in our lives and the sound uh, advice of living. You know, some people say, well, God is denying me uh, the right to live with and live however I want. He hates me. No, God loves you. He doesn't want you to come down with unwanted pregnancies. He doesn't want you to come down with uh, transmitted type diseases. He doesn't want you to overdose on heroin in an alley somewhere. He wants you to live a, a good prosperity type life. That doesn't mean that you're going to have nothing but a rose garden type idea. Uh, sometimes roses die. You know, sometimes they're just life throws curveballs. Life on earth it's hard. But basically, God is really, honestly, he's generous. He's offering us absolution.
from sin while still constantly pushing us into this thought process that sin will have eternal implications. But he knows, God knows, that sin does not have to cling onto us. He can wash us away with that sin. He can wash that sin away with the blood of his son on the cross. He can bring us into an everlasting faith. But the devil doesn't want that. He doesn't want us to fight for what is right. He doesn't want us to stand up for the truth. He doesn't want us to teach and preach the truth. He doesn't want us to step out of a sinful lifestyle. And, it, you know, a lot of people immediately think I'm always talking about um, homosexuality, but a sinful lifestyle could be being a thief. Uh, it could be just constantly telling lies. It could be worshiping other gods. And so... We need to understand true freedom from sin doesn't come from us, but it really comes from God himself. Yes, we struggle with it. We have to be in prayer over it. We have to desire to want to follow God willingly. And we need to understand that we do not confuse uh, our true loving master with the evil one, with the devil. And don't call darkness light. Uh, listeners, I, I don't want to call your sin uh, a virtue. You know, the destroyer, the, the evil one will do that, all those things for you. But the creator, the one who loves you, will say darkness has nothing to do with it. You know, this, how does light and darkness mix? Well, they can't. They really honestly cannot. Uh, you know, this idea, the birds are the same flock. You know, uh, growing up, I used to go out and visit the family farm a lot in the summertime, you know, and I remember my great uncle uh, out in the barn that uh, his parents built would talk about, you know, the chickens and the geese and the cows and the horses and everything in the barn at night. But it, when the sun come up and he opened the doors, uh, they would all go to their own little corners of the barnyard or they'd go out to the pasture or whatever. And they always went with their own kind. And so what are we doing? Are, are we walking with God and, and children of light or are we walking... Uh, with the evil one and walking with children of darkness. You know, there's really no mix between the fallen angels and uh, through the angels that are, that are still in heaven. And so we need to see this, that in disobedience to God's will leads to one's own soul the, to being led down the wrong path. Again, I want to stress this point. Just because we believe that we're, we're saved and we're Christian and that we will never sin again. Well, we will sin, sadly. But when we catch ourselves sinning, we need to stop and ask for forgiveness. Uh, we need to repent. You know, the, 
The definition of repentance is loving the things that God loves and rejecting the things God rejects. And God rejects this idea of what the devil uh, and the, the food that he dishes out that people eat. Uh, you know, again, just because you say you're Christian does not necessarily make you one. It just says that you are carrying the title around. You know, a true definition of Christianity is when I see people at work, uh, you know, they, they just struggle with what they see going on around them. The lies, the deceptions, uh, the, the thefts, the, the stealing, you know, however you want to look at all that. Uh, and the list could go on and on. The things that they see in the news, they just shake their head. You know, uh, we're supposed to be a, a Christian nation, but yet we're allowing these things to go on. Well, that's because we have accepted that everything's okay. That all, you know, this old movie, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Well, again, that's a deception. Not everybody will get to go to heaven. We need... Uh, the blood of Christ. We need to know who he is. And I know it sounds like a broken record, but we truly need to be in the Word of God and reading it and studying it. And I've gotten really into, uh, I'll be honest with you here, studying and reading some more church history, uh, the church fathers and, and, uh, and how they looked and, and viewed things. And so, you know, for... Paul, uh, Peter, I mean, they didn't have a quote-unquote New Testament. They had the Old Testament. And I think it's pretty clear as you, as you study the New Testament uh, that Paul talks about this being the school teacher that led up and told us about uh, God's view on life on earth, how we are to live our lives, how he views sin and disobedience, how he views obedience and people who are seeking the truth and struggling to do things. Uh, I mean, the, the, we would honestly not know God the way we know God if it was not for the Old Testament. There are not two different gods. There's not a God of the Gentiles and the God of the Jews. There's not a God of Hindus. There's, there's one God, and he's the God of all people. And so... You know, we, we have to have the desire, again, to know who God is in spirit and in truth, to worship him correctly, to honor him correctly, and praise God every time something good in our life comes. Because all good things come from heaven. God gives us the things that we truly need. And he's given us his son. He gave us an empty tomb. He has provided us with his words. And they are recorded for us to read and study. And I want to take this moment as I realize this is Thanksgiving weekend. That I am thankful that I had the freedom to be able to study God's word. To listen to God's word. To record this podcast at this moment. Uh, that, you know, I have friends and family who want the best for me, and I have a group of people who are truly Christian, 
that really want the best for me, and vice versa. We need, there's power in numbers, and we really all need to truly know God's Word. Uh, not our favorite chapter, not our favorite verse. Those are good things. There's nothing wrong with that. But we need to know the complete Word of God and stop letting the media, the press, the government to, to tell us what's right and wrong. God has already done all of that. Christ teaches us that all these things that, that are obvious, that are evil, are from the devil, and he is the angel of light. And these idea, you know, I, I remember being taught this as a young boy. I kind of humor at it a little bit, but I get, the, I get why uh, they were trying to teach it. You know, uh, the devil talks to you in one ear, and and uh, your guardian angel talks to you from God from in the other ear. And we constantly have this battle between good and evil, and we always will. And so the only way to know again what is good and what is evil is to read God's Word, because the press will not give it to you. Your neighbor may not give it to you, but he might, Okay. And so, but the only way you know going and knowing what truth is, is to know God's Word. Okay, so I appreciate your time. I, I do truly thank you over this Thanksgiving weekend that uh, you have taken time to download and listen to this as you travel. Or I have people who tell me they listen to it while they're uh, on their walks with their dog or whatever. And I think that's great. I, I do. I certainly appreciate the positive comments that we do get, and I always thank God for that. I pray each and every day for all the listeners of this podcast. I certainly hope that you would pray uh, for me as I continue to strive to always bring a solid biblical podcast to help you and think, help you think deeper, give you, make you thirsty to desire to study more on your own without outside uh, influence. Again, I want to thank you for listening. May God bless you, and may He have the glory. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app. Please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. In addition, we have a prayer request page, a way of contacting us, a statement of faith, and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast or prayer request? We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may He have the glory.